Hey guys, what's up? It's James Stewart. We are back, round number 10 for the recap. Man, I missed you guys. Sorry I wasn't able to do last weekend. It's kind of a little under the weather. You might be able to tell in my throat. But there was some crazy stuff going on. Daytona, I had my brother and Anderson getting into it. You know, we're just kind of excited about seeing this, seeing if they dropped it or not. And you got Eli after won six races at Daytona. That's crazy. I only won two of them, so six is a lot. Coming in as a points leader, let's get into it. Detroit, Michigan, Monster Energy Supercross. You want to watch it? Because I do. Let's check it out. All right. So after Daytona, you had Eli dominating. And the way he did it, it was it was special. It was cool to watch. Like, he looked in control the whole race. Um, my brother looked good. Obviously, him and Jason got into it. Jason had a bad race. They both did. Cooper had a good race. He ended up getting second. So it was 10. It was a big moment in the series to see what happens, to see if these guys, was Cooper really back? Was Jason going to start floundering? El Hambre? I know how to say it, but I like El Hambre better. Mookie Fever just won a heat race, looking better than he ever has. So Just put it down, you know. Um, I feel like I got all the bells and whistles. It's just a matter of just doing it. It's a matter of time. So This beginning part of the main event was crazy. You had the French connection, Bobby Musquin. Got his little, no, 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 no. It was food criminal. That's right. Smooth criminal getting out there doing styling off the jumps and stuff. I thought he was going to pull a knack that Maybe he did. They just didn't keep it on the camera. But anyways, it was good to see Bogle back up front. And it's crazy to watch, like, what a start can do for people. Like, you know, Bogle's been, what, 10, 15, just kind of in the back of the pack. Dude pulls a whole shot. And at one point, he actually had a little gap on these guys. They weren't catching him. So it was cool to see him back up there, see Suzuki back up front. But you knew at some point. The train was coming, and boy, when it did, it was like, toot, toot, let me ride that train. Yeah, just people started going by. But it was good to see Justin back. You had Justin Barshall up there, too, so had a nasty little cut on his finger. Man, I can't believe they showed that on TV, but they did. It was nasty looking, uh, like a bad bean burrito. Anyways, now, a big part of this race was obviously the track. I mean, the track cost a lot of points, kind of decided a championship. And, you know, even though we didn't do Daytona last weekend, I spoke to a couple of friends of mine saying that like how that split second with Jason might have cost him championship like you know um going in and actually trying to hit Eli Eli hit my brother uh, Malcolm shoots oh Anderson goes up the inside and it was more of a racing thing I understand what Jason was going in there doing but Pastor Street caught up to him uh, which it was a trickle effect what happened at uh, the week before Arlington him and my brother it just all, you know, came to hay. So, uh, unfortunately for both of them, they end up getting into him. But I, I feel like that little, you know, split second, 100 yards, what happened in uh, that first lap with Jason might have cost him the title. So, um, and then obviously coming here to Detroit, I thought the track was, it was slippery. It was super slippery. And, and I said this a few weeks ago, we're back on the East Coast. And normally when you think of East Coast, you think of that sticky dirt. Um, and just like, I think it was Arlington, um, in Minneapolis, you have these ruts, but then you got a super hard base. And this track was just like that. They had some rhythm sections where I thought maybe some of the guys looked like they can do some triples out of the corners or quads. But obviously it was, um, you know, from watching on TV, it was a little bit trickier than it, uh, than it seemed being there. So um, to me, I thought the track was was actually difficult. I, I kind of hate these tracks because. You, you get the ruts in the bottom parts of the, the in the rhythm sections and corners, but then they're so hard. So just like a few weeks ago, it's like you're sliding. You, you need a hard pack tire, but then you have ruts. So it just makes it difficult. The whoops get really difficult, too, because they get to a point to where they start getting so cuffed out and then they get hard. 
And um, to me, like when you get these tracks, it really comes down to bike setup. Like bike setup really comes into play. And I think that's why you hear some guys saying either the track was super difficult or the track was easy. I think that was more to based on like how their bike was set up. Eli bike was obviously set up really well. And um, you could tell, like, I think the last few weeks, I don't know if he's watching the Rewind, the Bubba's World show, of us talking how good he looks and how good his bike looks. But, you know, I think there's something that clicked with him that he believes that it is that good. And sure enough, I don't think I've ever seen Eli blow past people through whoops like he did this weekend. And, boy, he was he likes stew. He might get a stew for that. So it was good to see. Um, my brother rode really well. And as I talked about, there's a process, a process of a, a guy doing something, you know, over and over that confidence, you know, how this sport's mental because Malcolm qualified first at the first race. So he's been fast all, all year long. But now when you watch him in the heat races and even this main event, you could tell he believes that he's a top three rider and like him, the way he pulled away from those guys in the heat race, the way he came up to in the main event, he looked good. And, um, it was nice to see that. So for sure. Um, he might even get a stew this weekend. Malcolm's definitely trending in that right spot. And uh, my boy, Roger, he might be right. You know, he might just survive a load of fittest, might get that podium. But um, nonetheless, he looked good. There were some crazy things that happened. You know, guys hitting deck. Um, the, the championship, in my opinion, unless Eli does something, the championship would decide it the last two weekends. I think right now it's going to be who's the the number two and three, the top five in the podium. Cause I, I believe if Eli just stays clean, this is his title, but you never know. We got seven races left and uh, you never, he might go ET on me. So we'll see. It was good to see Cooper back. He had a little bit more fight and I could tell the last couple of weekends that confidence coming back, but nonetheless, I mean, I think Eli's got these guys covered. Um, even the difference between me, um, the way he looks and Jason, even though Jason was still there after Eli passed him, it just looks like Eli's doing it, like almost kind of toying with him a little bit. Jason looks like he's trying to go fast. He's trying to stay there. Where you see Eli, like he's cutting down on the corners. Um, he's doing things that I could tell his confidence as a rider. And Eli had like a really good line right before the finish line and after the finish line where he was tripling into the berm. And what basically what he was doing after the finish line, those guys were jumping and they were jumping off the finish line and diving to the inside in that next corner. What Eli was doing, when he tripled in, he kind of stayed out wide. And he jumped the finish line. And he basically jumped straight. And what he was doing was landing, hitting the brakes, and actually, like, cutting, um, you know, basically taking an arc out of that corner to where he wasn't, you know, in the risk of losing the front end. And it was so much faster because what he was doing was actually, you know, doing all his braking before. So he would square up his bike. And then he was actually cutting that little single out and keeping his momentum around where Jason and those guys were jumping off the finish line, diving to the inside. And he was hitting that single, which put him up against that next little single where they cut out half of it. Eli was basically skipping that and he was making so much time up. And um, again, I think the way he's riding is he's taking a risk out of things like where, you know, that part was really sketchy. You could lose the front end case in point, Jason. Eli was taking it out. And I think that's a part of bike setup and being really comfortable. And there was parts where Eli was able to almost look like he was going to run in the back of Jason. Like, you know, the good thing about being in second, you could see where other guys are stopping, breaking and all that. 
Eli was actually doing a good job at like, you know, keeping his momentum up. And he really just kind of learned the way Jason was riding. And Jason tried doing it. You know, he stayed with Eli um, once he got past. But you can just tell like Eli wasn't worried. And Jason, again, it was it just looked like he had he was trying to do it. And, um, you know, to me, it's just a, it's a testament of belief and how confident Eli is on that bike. But you got to give it up to El Hombre. He ain't letting it happen. You know, he's going to keep fighting. But the way this this track was, as smooth as it was, I mean, as easy as the, some of these guys are saying, I think it was a really good track at technical, uh, being very technical. And like I said, it was kind of more of a bike setup track to me and, and, and line selection. And, and Eli did it to the fullest, did it the best of everybody else. Now, my brother, my brother, in the beginning part, I actually think he might have been in front of Eli or in the back, but Eli got around these guys a little bit quicker. And then Malcolm did. Malcolm got around Chase, he got around Cooper, and he got around Justin. And then there was a part where he comes out of the corner after the mechanics there, makes a mistake, and he ends up casing and jumping off the track, and he skips the whoops. And you guys wouldn't believe, like, how much energy that that is and that saves. It's almost kind of like, you know, as we train as, as riders, and, you know, we do these interval trainings where you, you know, you run your heart rate up really high and then you back it down and then you run it up high. That little bit of break, you know, that three seconds on there, like it saves a lot of energy, kind of an essential, like when you're riding behind somebody in second place or behind them, like you're saving probably 30 percent of the energy compared to the guy up front. And, um, you know, Malcolm was going to beat these guys anyway, because clearly he was he was faster and he had a good line before the finish line tripling in. Um, but I'm sure, you know, the mistake, which was, you know, he made a mistake. He went off the track. I'm sure that light kind of helped him out a little bit. And um, it was cool to see like him just run past these guys. Now, case in point, like whether he would have went through the whoops or not, like that don't make no difference. Malcolm was better than these guys that night and he was going to beat them anyway. But I just know off of past experience, sometimes you, we've seen Cooper do it this year. You take that little break, like, all that, and it gives you another sack. So, um, nonetheless, you can see once he got past him, like he dipped out on him, and um, it's it's cool to watch Malcolm grow into the person that I, I felt like he would. He had the, you know, he had it all along, and it's those little baby steps of where you're crawling, now you you're you're walking, now you're running, driving far, you driving the car. Next thing you know, you're doing backflips on motorcycles. That progression to where I believe like he will win a race this year. And I think the best shot is probably the next couple of races, the way he's building. But even if he doesn't, I think um, next year he might be one of my you know top picks for a title run. Like that's the progression I see. So um, it was, it was good to see him do that. And unfortunately for, uh, you know, Cooper and Chase and even Jason, um, you know, they had some incidents and they all look banged up on there. People got jumped on. Like me and Ricky back in the day, I landed on him. One more time, but there goes Bubba, his fast section. Oh, lands on the back of Carmichael. Yeah, so there was a, I think there was like five minutes left where, you know, Chase is, you could tell Chase is getting frustrated being behind Cooper because I think maybe Chase felt like he had a shot at um, getting Malcolm. At that point, Jason was still there. So, you know, at least third place. And he does something like right before that, this rhythm section to actually cause Cooper. I believe Cooper forgot where he was. And Ricky said it on the broadcast too, which was a good call by him. But yeah, I think, you know, 
Cooper wasn't expecting Chase to run it in after this triple. And it was one of those situations where, like, it wasn't like he was going to make a pass on him. But sometimes you get behind a guy and you try to run it in to let him know, like, dude, get out of my way. Like, you know you're not going to pass him, but you're going to run it in on him. And I think it startled Cooper. Cooper was more focused about the lap rider that was on the outside of him. So to have Chase come in, like, underneath him, just pop up, it's kind of like a little old lady coming out in the shopping cart. You're like, whoa! You know, and that's what happened to Cooper. So he just gassed it. I, he forgot where he was. Nobody was tripling that all day long. And Cooper isn't the guy that jumps stuff like like that type. So to me, like there was 100%. Chase startled him. He was worried about the lap guy. Chase comes in. Cooper comes out and he triples. And Chase doesn't expect that to come up short. I don't, I don't think Chase expected him to, you know, basically stall out on that triple. And um, it was just a riding incident. Both these guys, they got messed up. I mean, Cooper, I felt bad. I thought for sure he broke his wrist. Chase was down there like, man, like just landing on this dude. Cost myself a podium possibly. Uh, but all that was done like right here in this corner, you know, by Chase running in on him, made Cooper think about something else besides what he was doing. And if you look on the backside of that jump, even if people think, well, maybe he was trying to triple Look on the backside of that jump. Those are those are fresh dozer marks. Nobody was going that. So there was no way Cooper was tripling that thing. He just got startled for whether it was Chase Lap Rider or he just went potato bag, man. I don't know what happened, but nonetheless, like he he did something that he wasn't planning on doing. And um it cost him. And then you hear the crowd going, uh, and next thing you know, you got El Hombre. He looked like he shot his own self over there. He got laid out. And they're we talked about, I think it was at Minneapolis, one of these races, how when you lose front ends, some guys lose it where they, they tuck it there on the ground before they know. And then you have the other ones where you, you push. And to me, like the way Jason crashed, it reminded me like when I used to crash on my Kawasaki, um, I used to always lose the front end out. And you can have, you know, incidents where you have the super tuck where Malcolm had a few weeks ago. And those to me are like ACLs or you have these. Uh, where you can't even put your foot out too, but you're you're on your head. And Jason hit his head for sure. Like, you know, people think, oh, it's the when you endo and you smack your front part of your face, like that's when you hit your head. Now, honestly, it's like when you lose the front end and you just smack it on the side because, you know, that's that's what ended up happening to Jason. And he didn't know where the hell he was either. So, um, you know, he gets up, you got to, you know, he's on autopilot mode right here. He gets up, he don't really know where it's going. And basically just rolls rolls and then he just falls over and it was a good thing for him because if not he could have got seriously hurt like he could have you know he would have get one out there been dizzy I don't know what it was but it was good to see him um um you know have that incident where he had to get off the track because he wasn't well so hopefully he's he's good enough to come back I mean it's the series is better with all these guys in here so um I'm glad somewhat nobody's hurt but to me like at the end of the day, all this stuff has happened because Eli. Hey, dude came. He's my championship pick. I'm going to say it again. I got to be right about something. But Eli is causing these guys to run at a pace that maybe they're uncomfortable with. And again, he's doing it. He's doing it pretty easily. And the way Eli's riding, it's it's almost like he, you know, the incidents with Jason and, and Malcolm, like Eli doesn't put himself in that situation. And if we would have done the, the Daytona recap, we would have talked about it. But hell, we're here. So let's talk about it. Eli just lets that stuff happen. Like, the guys want to run in on him? Ah, just here it is. I'll wait till next lap. 
he doesn't put himself in those situations to worry about like the the repercussions of somebody getting back. And to me, all when you when you look at the whole situation, everything kind of funneled back. Like what goes around comes around. Like the way Jason rots and aggressive he is is a good thing. It, it's the reason why he was up close to having a points lead. The reason why he was a super title uh, a title threat. Also, you also have like you know baggage with that too so when things might look a little suspect people might react a certain ways and um to me eli's done a good job at keeping himself out of that and and even even tonight like it, it, he could have made a pass on jason through the whoops he's like nah he just doesn't put himself in risk and it just makes these guys when a guy's not making a mistake like that it just makes these guys have to do things that maybe they they want push in corners that they normally wouldn't push and, um, you know, case in point, you know, last two weeks, Eli's got, what, 30 points on these guys, 35 points. And to me, that's all because of what he's doing, which is making these guys react to this. And ultimately, it's, it's favor to him, like, and he's making it happen. So, you know, not only is he going to get a neck burn tonight, he's going to get a stew because, you know, when a guy makes everybody else, the whole field, react to what he's doing, is is pretty special and and we're watching something that's pretty special and i know eli um it's a fun thing to be in it's it's a fun position to be in when you know you know you got it so now when cooper when cooper went down he was laying there and i was actually surprised to see that he he got back up and and was out there because he was laid there holding his hand and i thought he was broken look at his handlebars all down and I I don't I don't know what Cooper was doing here. Like I think they were you know riding around the track. I think to me like that's that's kind of dangerous. It'd be different if you were riding around like all right. There's only a couple minutes left, which there was. There was like three four minutes left, but you can hold on to your bike. But he's riding around with one hand, um, and you could tell there's a few things they had shots of him where I mean he hit ruts. He almost loses it, and it was good to see. I, I mean I think it was AMA the or the mechanics pull him off the track because it was it was dangerous for him and all that and I understand like they had enough people like guys got laughed and they ended up laughing up into the top 10 but Cooper wouldn't have known that uh Cooper wouldn't have known unless Carlos put on a pit board like keep riding out there until um you know just finish this out maybe you get you know top 10 top 15 because of how much they lap but um yeah, that didn't really make much sense to me, and I'm glad they those guys pulled him off because it was a danger to him and danger to everybody else. I've actually never seen that. I've never seen a guy ride around the track with, you know, he's going to have probably five, six laps, actually more than that, with one-handed. Um, I've never seen that, but you get to do things when you're the champ, you know, number one play, but I think, I think Cooper doing this, you know, thinking about it more, I think his whole mindset of like, I'll just never quit. And like, just this whole mentality is the reason why he would have the the guts to do something like that. Cause most guys, including myself, when you all banged up like that, you got to pull off. You can't ride with one hand, like just pull off. But you know, him just doing that, that's just Cooper Webb. That's just him. So it don't make no sense to me on there. And again, one, because he's riding around with one hand, but when you think about it more, it's not surprising. I mean, hell, it's Cooper Webb. It's Cooper Webb. Eli Tomac, this is your night. Your neck is burnt. I'm telling you. I bet you look at his neck. He looks like me, straight up. Like his face might be, you know, Caucasian. 
But he African American. He 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 black. He black because that neck's been burned. Eli Tomac hit it cold for me. Just do it. Suntan. Neck's on fire. The neck on fire. Eli Tomac. Congratulations. Neck burn. You the man. You got another one. I look. Eli won. He won. Right. There ain't nothing else to say about that. Let's just get into the stews and stews. So come on, Cole. Like my favorite part, your favorite part. Let's take a little break. I got to get some water, maybe regroup. And maybe I can come out for the second moto and try to get it. But right now, I mean, Eli just got neck burn. He burnt. And I think I got like 10th that that moto. But we'll be back. Stews and stews coming up next. All right, guys, we back. You know what time it is. Your favorite part, my favorite part. Hell, all of us' favorite part. Stews and stews. We're going to get in the list. All right, stew. You know where I'm going with this. I mean, come on. Number three on the blue bite. You used to call him E.T. because you used to win extraterrestrial on this. Now we call him Toe Smack because he's smacking these dudes around. Maybe even with his toe. I don't know. Eli Tomac. He's going to get it. He's going to be the only one stew this week. And Cole was like, ah, oh, you can give it Justin because it's messed up finger. Yo, it was pretty messed up. And congratulations, bro. You did good, man. You did good. I give you clap. Give it to my brother because he was a survival of the fittest. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Not. His ass balloons up there. I believe he won that heat race. It's almost to a point where he could have been like, he might have had a chance to win definitely a podium so you just can't give it to him like he survived those guys nah he was better than those guys so that's where he belongs so the category is going to start going up here so eli tomac you're going to get a stew but I, you know what cole I'm, let's do it hit him with a neck burn please suntan neck's on fire neck was on fire and it's on fire he's looking black he's looking black he got to start changing his thing from caucasian to african-american black I, I, he's gonna be dark. Wesley Snipe keep getting all this. He getting close to my record, fifty. He's gonna be number two in this list unless he retires. But I don't think that's gonna happen. And so, nonetheless, Eli Tomac, you the stew of the week. All y'all stews, yeah, you're here. Y'all made it. Bogle look good. Frenchy look good till he had his visor problem. But nonetheless, he it's only one stew. Eli Tomac. All right, let's get to that next list. Y'all know what time it is on that one. Stewed, pissed off. Pissed off rent. Pissed off because you can't do the show right. Pissed off because the guy that's running the show forgets to turn the damn mic on. There's two lists. Hang on, my back. What the? I stopped recording on this thing. Okay, but cameras are still going, so. Okay, now we're good. <laughs> that could be a stew. Let's get into those. Now, Eli Tomac, just because you got a stew and you the stew, you also creating another ripple effect. And the ripple effect is pissing people off. Stewed. Jason Anderson. He should be stewed, but I don't think he remembers. I don't think he remembers what the hell he was. So eh, can he be stewed? He will be after watching it. And we remind him, ah, man, you were up there and you smacked your head and woke up somewhere else. Hey, it happens. It happens to all of them. Then he gets on the track, right? Like, oh, well, maybe this ain't good enough. I got to roll over, fall over. Good thing. Glad you're better. And then you got Chase jumping on Cooper like he's trying to get a piggyback ride. He's going to be stewed. Cooper going to be stewed because he got jumped on. Chase ran it in on him, but they stewed. So you got three right there. 
And I'm going to put all these guys in the category of one. One big stew. Like, we're going to eat it. We're going to eat big stew. Yeah, it's going to be a cup of stew today. Anyway, so Justin, Chase, Jason. And then you got all this is Eli's actually making the meal. He's putting all you guys up in this cup of stew. And he's like just eating it up. And you end up on this list. So first off, everybody's safe. Everybody's safe. Everybody good? Cole, you got the video on, right? I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, you think I'm going to point to you, but I ain't going to point to you. I'm going to piss you off on this one. You're going to be on this list. But all y'all, Stu, Cole, hit, hit something. Damn, like you hit it like now you don't. I'm not even Stu. I'm just sad. I'm going to have to create another list. Stuag. I don't know what it is. But, hey, Eli Tomac, you Stu. And Jason, Chase, and Cooper, y'all, y'all stew because y'all, y'all got jumped on, smacked around, and it's all because of Eli. He's making you do something you don't want to do, and it's happening. It's happening. He's the best. Nonetheless, glad y'all all right. We're going to see it. But that was it. Stews and stews. Maybe it wasn't the best, but I'm trying my best. That's all you can ask from me. It's sometimes, like, you, you, you lose and fight and battles don't win today. I got shot. I'm shot. I'm dead. That's it. See you guys next week. That was it from round number 10. I said it right this time. Round number 10. I promise I'm going to go home, regroup, get some Gatorade, and come back next weekend. But it was good to see y'all. I'm glad to be back. Still under the weather, but I'm back. See y'all on round number 11. I don't know where the hell y'all racing that next, but wherever it is, we'll be covering it. Until next time, make sure you go watch Halfway Show with Daniel Blair and myself and Raj. Click somewhere over here. Cole never puts the little highlights up there, but make sure you click and subscribe. Send the videos in. Send the videos in. We got a few that we'll get into next week because I need to go get an IV. Uh, void, void tired. Void tired. I don't know what happened to this. I'm feeling like sick. Send the videos in. I appreciate it. Again, as always, I love you guys. Appreciate the show. Eli Tomac, we're going to do it one more time. Hit him with the neck, Martin Cove. Suntan. Neck's on fire. Neck was on fire. Congratulations, Eli Tomac, Jet Lawrence, for winning the, the Lights main event. All y'all, I love y'all. I'll see y'all next week. Until next time. I think I said that like five times. Well, until next time.